Nick Kiprios here, and we need to talk New Energy. New Energy is a great-tasting, chewable tablet I carry everywhere. Whether I'm broadcasting a late-night doubleheader or going to an early-morning pickup skate, New Energy is, hands down, my go-to to help promote alertness, wakefulness, and relieve fatigue with only ingredients I love. Look for the orange stick at a retailer near you, or look for my webpage at getnewenergy.com slash Kiprios. That's getneuenergy.com slash Kiprios. This product may not be right for you. Always read and follow the link. World Hockey Report coming to you here. New week. Not much NHL really to talk about. Like, I guess if you can call the All Star game NHL, then good on you. Got the kid as always, Adam Irwin Trout with me, buddy. Say what's up. What's up? You're just hanging out in the hospital, eh? You want to uh, give a little story or uh, maybe? I. Yeah, my brother got his his eye cut. I I don't really know the the full story yet, but that's probably a story for next week. Oh, so so you're not going to be the one doing stitches on him, eh? He's got to go. Not be, yeah, I will not be that one. Couple of quick zips. Is it bad? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, he sent me a Snapchat of it. So, yeah, it's uh, he looks like Zen Kanopka. You know who that is? That guy had like a thousand stitches in his face. I've heard of the name before. I'm trying to picture it. I'm not going to try Google it because there's no chance I'm going to be able to spell it. So I'll take the option on that. Uh, you ever have any bad injuries yourself? Like you ever end up getting stitched or you lose a couple of teeth? No, I've been pretty good. Well, the other night I had a I had a concussion or self-diagnosed concussion in my ASHL game. If you want to hear about that. How did you get a concussion in ASHL? I like reach for kind of like reach for the puck in the d zone to poke it away and the ref kind of like stepped out of the way of the puck and he ran right into like my head so like neck snap back instant headache go to the bench take off my helmet like instant headache whatever still like still play the rest of the period that was like right at the start next period i go in like four check around the neck chasing guy just like stopped because i was literally seeing stars like I didn't really know, like, like I know the uh, the quote or whatever, like, oh, yeah, you, you see seeing stars right now. And I didn't know that you actually could see stars. But, yeah, I was I was literally seeing stars. That's hilarious. So you were just buzzing in ASHL and the ref sniped you. Yeah, he just, like, bashed <laughs> into me. I didn't see him, so. That's funny. That's a, oh, man, concussions, head injuries, never fun. I mean, it's kind of a, a joke to recover like there's really nothing you can do it's mostly time but moving along uh weekend stuff right as we said you know it's the all-star game we're gonna break that down in a bit but uh, right after we did our live episode kind of a, a little bit after whatever uh the oilers finally uh pulled the plug on pc i think it was about time i mean we all knew it was coming so we don't need to talk about that but what are they doing putting keith gretzky as the interim GM, like, like what has he done to get that role? Well, what's, what's his last name? You said, you said Gretzky, right? Of course. The most famous player in NHL history and who's an absolute God in, in Edmonton. Well, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, Keith's his brother. What crazy. The Oilers hired Gretzky's brother. It's wild. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was, well, he was technically, he's a Shirelli guy. Cause, uh, he hired him in Boston, I heard. So that's kind of 
I don't know, you're still picking from the same pile. It seems like if you're, if he's your, I guess it's just an interim and not much more, but me and you heard on, on Edmonton radio, how it's, it's crazy. Like they, they just bring out all these former Oilers and the only time Wayne shows up is when it's negative. Like when he has to almost like come to the defense of the organization or McDavid or something like that. Like it's never like, Oh yeah, you know the Oilers are doing great now. It's just me, Wayne Gretzky, coming to talk to the media about how great the Oilers are. Like it's it's never really been that for a while. And like even like the Edmonton media media on the radio, they're kind of like, hey, like maybe it's almost time for Wayne to go too if we're trying to cleanse ourselves of the past because the only time he talks, it's negative. And there's no way they get rid of Wayne Gretzky. Like that's no, that's the last I see this town like the entire city of Edmonton burning to the ground. I could hear. I can imagine that before they get fire Wayne Gretzky. Wasn't correct me if I'm wrong though, but wasn't Keith Gretzky a part of Boston when they had three consecutive first round picks in the first round? Uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah. So, so they went yeah. Jack of Zaboral or Zaboral, whatever. Zaboral, De- Seneshin, Debrusque over yeah. like Shabbat, uh, Kyle Connor, Matt Barzell. You know the, you know the Erickson Eck, Besser. I mean, even Konechny or Konechny, whatever. Samsonov, goalie of the future. So, Bavillier. yeah, yeah, that's kind of, kind of them. But it's so weird. Like they would obviously use an interim, and who really know who has, knows who has the final say? I mean, Nicholson still said that the decisions has to be approved by him. Oh, great! You got Bob Nicholson running the the squad. Bobby Nick's girl. Shout out to Edmonton. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like. Kevin Lowe is still there. Nicholson's press conference is kind of a crock of shit, too. It's like, oh, Kevin Lowe's still, he's a leader. He's so valuable to this organization. Like, but he is not a part of the hockey decisions. And it's like, well, it's like, I mean, the old boys, they obviously get together and talk and are trying to influence each other, too, right? For sure. So, uh, okay, you got to pick one replacement. Kelly Who are you McKinnon. going with? Kelly, eh? And give, oh, give us like, some reasoning. Here's my reasoning. So I'm from, from Saskatoon, grew up with the Blades and, and Brandon, which is like one of the, the bigger rivalries, I guess, out east here. And I mean, the Blades, they obviously had to go for it in 2012, 2013 when they were going for the Mem Cup and I guess the Shen deal back in 2011. So the Shen deal, a Furland deal, and a Brennan Walker deal, which McCrimmon all made, but those three deals because he realizes like he realizes when to buy and when to sell he's not just going to stamp pat and in la la land minnesota wild style like he's going to either he's either going for it or he's either selling because he knows what what to do so he sold for a couple years there well two years later they're going to what was it back to back whl finals win one of them with like nolan patrick kale clegg all all like picks that he he basically recuperated back back in the day right so there's that and just his ability to find talent I mean Brandon's are arguably one of the least luxurious places to live in I can confirm in the WHL yeah you can confirm so there's that and just like he knows what he's doing he was a coach he was he was GM and coach he owns part of the team I know he still kind of has a a prince in that organization and you look at what he did with Vegas, like, you don't think that, that he had anything to do with Vegas? 
No, I like that. That's uh, I, it totally makes sense, right? Like, and he, I like it better. He's than an experienced than the Mark guy. Hunter. I like it better than the Mark Hunter because that's still a little bit of the the old old timers, like you know, like and. No offense to him, but there's probably a reason that Kyle Dubas, the 33-year-old with no experience, got the job over Mark Hunter, right? Now, is that the same Hunter that's in London? Like, just I'm, well, I'm not, I don't... yeah, like he's the him and him and Dale, and I think Dale's the coach. He's the GM or something like that. Okay, well, I mean, literally, you could be the GM of London if you had all that money to, you know, recruit kids who are supposed to be going on Div One scholarships. But yeah. we, we'll we'll, but we'll move past that. At, the last one, as crazy as it it sounds that I'm actually going to say this, but I think that Bill Guerin would honestly almost be a half-decent fit, too. I, I understand, you know, former Oiler, all that that nonsense. But at the same time, been in Pittsburgh for a couple of years, winning culture, learned under one of, like, the long, one of the longest tenure GMs in NHL history, like obviously Carolina-Pittsburgh with, with Jim Rutherford. And I think, like that would be a move to make and Jim Rutherford I think he's similar to McCrimmon in the sense that if he knows his team's in trouble he's gonna he's gonna make it a move or if he knows his team's good he's gonna make a move to improve them so as much as I hate the ex-oiler thing I think Bill Guerin will st- would still be plausible interesting take on that uh I'm gonna throw another one out at you just on GM's next GM to go I mean you can say love it or hate it. I, I really don't care. But doesn't Dale Talon have to be close to losing his job? I mean, shout out Matt Nate for the blog. But everything he said, man, like you got some good pieces to build around there. And I, honestly, I feel like Florida could be wasting some of that time. I'd say national goaltending league to that, just given the fact that it's, it's probably on him too. I mean, Luongo's pretty old and James Reimer isn't a starter, but he's not also like a, a 20 game backup. He's kind of in the middle. So I'd say that about Florida, like he still did well in the Hoffman deal. He still, you know, has, has found, you know, Trocheck and, and Barkov and those guys. But I mean, he, he hasn't done much to the bottom six or the bottom four defense. So, but I think there's only, there's only one GM in the league today who's with his third team. And you want to know who that that is? Hit me. Lou Lamorello. So, like, GM seemed to have a fool me once, you know, you can get back in the game, like, pretty easy, especially if you had success one year. But it's like, if you screw up two different jobs, then it's like, you're out. Like, you're, you're done with the league. You're not going to be a GM anymore. If Florida brings in John Gibson, then I'll say Dale Talon can stay. Other than that, not not uh not feeling that. Yeah, I'm not feeling that either. Alrighty. Moving along. All star game talk. Did you even watch it? Um kinda. Like I more so the skills. I think this well for one, the skills is way more exciting when you're a kid and then the game, like there's that gif that was tweeted, it's like Brent Burns trying a half-ass saucer pass D to D and then Flurry coming out and trying to poke check at the, the hash marks. Like that's basically the all-star game in a nutshell, but I watched a little bit. It's, it's the same every year. I mean, McDavid and dry settles interviews after the game, after they're down like 10, one, they're like, yeah, you know, it's like, well, it's set in the room. Nothing like nobody cares. I, 
Totally agree with that. And of course, uh, I did catch a little bit of it, but uh, most of the time, probably since sitting around talking, drinking some any day rosé, uh, delicious rosé cider wine. I know Adam's been crushing it. He came up here last weekend. So yeah, we hooked him up a little bit. Uh, West Coast apples, rosé wine, uh, Cascade and Citra hops. It's great. Made right in wine country, 85% cider, 15% rosé wine and a 6.9% alcohol content. I mean, you gotta know, this stuff is amazing. You get it online, anydayrose.com slash worldhockey. Use our promo code, worldhockeyreport, all caps, of course, anydayrose.com slash worldhockey, where you're gonna get it. Okay, I watched a little bit of that three-on-three. It honestly, it, it didn't even interest me. Like, the games weren't even close. It's, oh man, like, hey, congrats to Crosby. You're an MVP. You're also the only one who gave 70% effort, so... You're also the owner of, like, a Honda Accord or, like, whatever vehicle they're giving out. Yeah, and it's, like, a million dollars split uh, eight, ten ways, whatever. The Sadines so, like, gave it to their trainers the one year. Yeah, I know. That, that's beauty. Like, that's great. But for these guys, everyone's like, oh, like, I don't... Like, it was, like, Ken Campbell tweeted out, like, man, you put a million dollars on the line. These guys don't even care to try it's like, no kidding. That's their bonus for hitting like 20 assists in the season. It's nothing to them. 75 grand isn't going to do anything to their wallet. Yeah, like, man, Ken Campbell is some some piece of work. Like, there isn't one guy in the, the NHL that likes him. I'm listening to a certain radio show the other day, and probably guess which one it is, because the question's about McDavid. And the radio, like the guy, well-respected guy throughout the league, he's like, yeah, I mean, McDavid was asked by Ken Campbell if he uh, if he wanted out of Edmonton. He's like, which to me, that's a pretty ballsy question to ask just because in a way you're almost questioning a guy's character, right? Like, oh, I, I'm not happy here. I'm going to pout. I want out. That's that's how the this fellow reporter took the question, but that's how I would take it too. Like, oh, like you're saying that I'm that weak that I'm just going to like, whine and complain my way out of town right like and that was ken campbell's question then he just he's like the jackass who tweeted this yesterday he he can't uh he didn't know the context of the question or anything like that and like it's like man not one other person in the national media likes you yeah it's i mean it's like every other week we're getting to a little twitter belt with him but yeah we'll flip to the last page in the hockey news to see him I don't know. Like, he always gets, like, so offended, but it's like, hey, like, stop asking stupid shit. Like, honestly, I mean, being a player, you just know, like, I I mean, there's a funny story. Is like, you know, we always had, there was was three media, I'm not going to pick out a place because, I mean, the people are still there, so I'm going to put their jobs in question. Like, that's their career. But there was always this, um, we had a newspaper, a radio, and a TV guy that covered our team when I was playing juniors. Newspaper, radio, sure, they're respected. They ask reasonable questions. Then the person who ran the TV asked the stupidest shit imaginable. It was just outrageous. Like, honestly, it was nothing about the game. It was always about, like, you know, oh, so what do you think about this person slamming their stick? You know, I saw this person yell at someone else on the bench. Like, you know, do you think your team lacks character? And it was, like, it was, it was always just, like, trying to find drama out there so that's that's kind of like just that reporting that's like get over yourself grow up you never played the game of hockey so 
Yeah. I don't know. Just kind, kind, of, kind of seems unnecessary. You have to, like, look at the context. Like, in that situation, it's, like, relaxed. But there's also times where you can, you can ask the hard questions and still, like, be respected. I know uh, in the Edmonton media conference the other day, the one guy who's been there for 35 years, so he could probably ask whatever he wants. He goes, how the hell are you going to fix this? Uh, like, what's your comment to the fans about how the hell you're going to fix this? Which, I mean, like – like, you pose a question, but at the same time, you know, it's given the situation, it's a respected question, and it's coming from a frustrated person. But, yeah, the All-Star game, I mean, the media day is kind of cool. You know, you get to see some some different personalities of the guys who aren't just saying get pucks in deep and, and shit like that. Um, but skills competition, kind of cool. All-Star game, eh? I agree. Totally forgot to mention, though. We had a, a couple of guests this week couple more beauties we got jimmy cash ryan duffy uh hopping on the pod uk boys maybe we jinxed them this weekend i don't know i'm gonna say like half bump half jinx like they lost both their games but both of them were uh bingoing so a couple of uk boys adam you got anything else for the all-star game or should we just uh throw it over to him let's throw it over to him got the uk kids on finally uh program's been hyping them up so i guess you guys are the team jesters we got Jimmy Cash, Ryan Duffy on, boys. Thanks for hopping on the pod, the pod this week. For sure. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's, uh, I mean, UK hockey, it's like, I mean, Kentucky hockey, no one thinks of it. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, we get, like, messages when I'll tweet out something. They'll be like, what the hell is Kentucky hockey? And I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, it's, it's pretty sick for, like, ACHA. I mean, you guys got an unreal barn. So let, let, let's start there. Like, I mean, if you got to have to explain, like, hockey and, like, Kentucky how much different isn't there than like honestly that's a better atmosphere than most like junior A teams nowadays yeah I mean you know it's it's packed with a bunch of college kids and like there's no there's no hockey uh in Kentucky really so yeah so all, all the locals and all the all the drunk college kids who need something to do on Friday Saturday nights they love to come out um and they they get really rowdy i mean it's like it's a blast to play in front of the environment it's like unreal i never expected it to be the way that it is coming into school here well the other nice part is like because like we're club team but there's no ncaa team here like not too many people understand hockey frequently asked questions on campus like people call up like oh are you like on the hockey team and you're like yeah and like are you on the actual hockey team I'm like there's only one so they don't know that like <laughs> Or club and stuff like it's kind of cool because like hockey at UK is like outside of like of course like baseball, basketball, and football we have like the highest average attendance of like uh, a sport that's including like NCAA stuff. So like it's really well known like you'll get recognized every once in a while by some people, which is cool because like you're a club player, you're not like a, a real like go and throw player. So. Yeah, no kidding. It is pretty yeah, sick yeah. to, like, see the stands packed, right? Like, I mean, like, you guys play your games at midnight, too, which is outrageous. And I wanted to I wanted to ask yeah. someone about that. Like, what does your day look like? Like, I mean, I, it, if it was, like, when I was playing, if I had to play a game at midnight, dude, I'd be I'd be sleeping by then. Like, like how do you actually get prepared? The hardest part, honestly, the hardest part is, uh, is planning your meals for that day because... You can't eat. Uh, you can't eat a regular dinner. You know, I mean, you you eat normally throughout the day, but when it comes to like dinner time, you know, when you're normally eating around like six or something, you gotta like 
you got to stuff your face and then eat some, at least that's what I do. I'll, I'll stuff my face and, and lay down in a, in a food coma for a little bit. And then I'll, uh, I'll eat something a little light, like closer to, uh, closer to game time. Cause you know, I learned very quickly my freshman year, I would eat a big dinner and, and I wouldn't eat anything else. And I'd go to the game and be like, Holy, you know, wait shit. I, it's been five hours and I haven't eaten anything. And I'm, just starting my hockey game now like I was starving so eating is a tough part but like the day the day itself I mean I'll do a light workout like hop on the bikes for a little bit and then I you know it's a lot of sitting around honestly yeah that's like yeah I see I kind of do the opposite I do uh like I have like you know breakfast lunch and I'm like around like five-ish I'll do like a light dinner like I've been really into lunch bulk lately so I was like, eat a couple lunch and like, take a nap, and then and I wake up and just make some, like, like some steak stir fry or something. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like you said, freshman year is an adjustment, because you're not used to playing that late and, like, staying on a good sleeping schedule. So, like, freshman year, it'd be a Wednesday, and I'd be up till 5 a.m. and just not, like, couldn't sleep, because I wasn't on a good sleeping schedule. So it kind of messes you up in, like, that aspect. No, I, I didn't but play. I, uh, I I didn't play college hockey or whatever. I ended up going over to Eastern Europe. Mistake right there. But uh, what's it like? Like you guys, like Eastern Kentucky is obviously like probably your biggest rivalry. But like, is there like many big rivalries you guys have? Or like, you know, what what's it like there? Like, I mean, is there a lot of hate? Like, I see like every other game you guys are scrapping with freaking cages on. Yeah, so like our big two are Louisville and EKU, and I'll touch on the EKU one just because we played them. I got a, a pretty good story there from that. So uh, EKU hates us basically because they ain't us. Um, <laughs> like D three, like they have nothing going for them at that school, like small school, a bunch of Kentucky guys. So like last year, the first game we played them, um, like we weren't ready. We lost by one, which was shocking. Then the second game, like, for some reason, the first game, they really liked me because I was by their, like, fans a lot, just, like, where I was on the ice. So the second game, they came out, and they made two signs for me. One said, um, Ryan deleted his emails like Hillary Clinton, which I didn't really think was too big of a roast. Then the other one said, uh, Ryan's holding his stick right now, but his mom was holding mine last night. And so... My girlfriend naturally saw that, was like getting all like pissed and defensive, and I was like, "That's kind of funny." <laughs> so then, and my parents were my parents weren't there last year, so circle around this year, and the same kid brought the same exact paper sign. Like he didn't throw it out, he didn't make a new one. The exact same sign. Like during the intermission, like I like like texted my mom, like, "Hey, that kid's here with the signs." Like, "Oh, this is hilarious." So after the game, like like we like just absolutely handled them. We only won 6-3, but um, so all the EKU fans are walking out, and my mom and dad are like, uh, hey, you know, that's a funny sign. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, yeah, this is Ryan's mom. And the kid was just like a deer in headlights because he thought my parents were going to be pissed. Like, no, like, let's take a picture. So like, he took a picture with my mom and then, like, posted it on Instagram and stuff. Jeez. Like, with the sign. Yeah, we still we don't we don't like him very much no. though. And it, other than you know EKU and Louisville, uh, you know every other team it's just competitive play. Like we don't really maybe maybe North Carolina, but like when we play them, it's not nearly as you know as rough of a game. And but I just say that because of basketball. Um, but yeah, those are our only two big ones. 
Do you guys yeah, ever get chirped about other sports? Like, I know the, the UGA boys were saying that they get ripped into once in a while about, like, you know, if their basketball team or football team gets shit on, like, someone will bring it up. We get the, we get the inbred chirps. Yeah. We don't get the... You know, that's, that's, uh, when we played West Virginia, um, they got, they were just a, a gritty, like, kind of dog shit team. And we were working on and this kid's, like, chirping me. He's like, are you from Kentucky? I was like, no, I'm actually from Chicago. He's like, oh, well, you look like it because you look like you, like, have sex with your sisters. I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, Kentucky is cousins. I was like, West Virginia is the one where you, like, you, like, have sex with your sisters. So I'm like, you just got all messed up. <laughs> like, the whole sports thing. The nice part is because we're a basketball school, so people can't really chirp us on that. And football was, like, like what, 10 and 3 this year, and they won, like, the Citrus Bowl. They can't really chirp us on that, so luckily we don't have too big of a problem with that. So. I, I guess that, that kind of makes sense there, eh? Uh, Cash, let's let's talk about you, though. Like, you, like you guys probably both uh, played high school hockey in Illinois then, eh? Yeah, did, yeah, we did. Did you guys well, ever actually, play, did you guys ever play uh, against each other, or were you uh, too too old then? So, so Duffy actually didn't. Uh, he didn't play high school hockey. I'm just. Yeah. I I played club. Oh, okay, okay, okay. A team in like Highland Park, yeah. But we played. We we played like mutual friends. I believe right? Did yeah. you play tennis? I played like with the right? And we've we've oh. definitely like played. You know. We played with people who have been on each other's teams, but we we've never seen each other uh, before Kentucky. I guess I am a little bit old. I see you guys have like a lot of Illinois like kids on your team, then Ace. Like there must be like a little bit of like like straight recruiting that comes out of there, or what? Uh, I I a little. I mean, I don't know. Lately, a lot of people from Illinois want to come to Kentucky, and I don't know why, but. Um, well, you can play know. in that shithole at that U of I rink there. That's like the brick and mortar square rink. <laughs> or you can yeah, go and play in a legitimate rink. Well, that's like the main problem with like, well, first off, like Illinois school, like in-state at U of I is the same as out-of-state as Kentucky. So like, you might as well just kind of go to Kentucky. But like, I think we have what, like four or five freshmen from Chicago this year. Yeah, and we've already had, you know, a couple kids stay with us for next year. And, yeah. like, you know, three or four of them are from Illinois. We've got a lot of East Coast USP players right now. Okay. But, uh, so so yeah. neither of you guys play juniors then, eh? You just, uh, right to college, didn't waste your time with all that Tier 3 scam? No, I had, you know, we had the offers, but honestly, my school was, like, that was big for, you know, for my parents. They, they wanted to. I mean, my dad would have supported my decision, but obviously there was a lot of pressure. He would have preferred one uh, over the other for sure, and that being school. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, we have the opportunity, but, like, yeah, personally, I'd just rather get done with school and, like, just, like, stay and play hockey. And, like, and half the reason I'm still playing hockey is so I don't get fat. Because <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of not very attractive uh, to like, but... That's a that's a very fair point. And, uh, no, I mean I've I've been a I've kind of been a big advocate of like ACHA over like junior tier three and shit where kids are paying ten twelve grand just to say they played junior uh, hockey yeah. and like I mean also like we get in fights with like NCAA Div three kids and teams every week so yeah yeah that's the other thing it's just like I don't see the financial like 
part of that. Like, I don't want to pay for five years of, like, eight grand to play in, like, USPHL or just go to school and put that money towards school. No but, like, kidding. Like, some guys are big friends. We got, like, a couple guys who, like, got a juniors, like, that route. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, like, you know, some people want to play hockey a little longer. Some people want to go to school. Understandable. Yeah, no, Pens and Kerry played Nadal for a while, too. Yeah, like, the, the Nadal's a lot different. I mean, that's, all, that's, that's more, like, legitimate yeah, junior A, but... Okay, Pergram didn't tell me. I just looked this up. You guys are leading your team in scoring, eh? So I'm not just talking to, like, the team pranksters. Cash, you got you're you're two points a game. Holy shit, eh? Yeah, I mean, I will say, uh, first first half of the season, the schedule was not tough. I mean, there were some games where it was stat boosting games for sure. You know, some some we did have to work for, but others like Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, Oh jeez. So I don't credit myself much to that. No, don't don't. Yeah, we had like Beck Schultz graduated last year, he had, like eighty points. Like we need someone to like step up and kinda of fill that void. And then Jimmy just comes out of nowhere and like the weekend we played Louisville, it was like one of the tougher teams to play. We didn't beat him in five years. Jimmy puts up what, six goals in a weekend? Yeah. Yeah, and like Louisville's like a tough team too. They're not like an easy game, so he's being modest on that. <laughs> Duffy, you're a D man, eh? Yeah, exactly. And you got twenty six points in twenty games. Now, were those all on point night or like those 15 nothing games? Or are you, you coming through clutch too? Oh, Duffy comes through clutch. I'm a, I'm a power play guy. Okay, PP specialist. Now, I got to ask you, what what's up with number 74? That's that's a very oh. questionable call. Yeah, all right. So that, that one. That I was gonna I was gonna say that too. Like you guys have some pretty weird ass numbers on your team. Like number two rock like as a forward, you've got a number ninety-eight. Like that's that's just in, yeah. insane for kids to think of that as a solid number choice. But I mean hey, I am I'm, I'm just all focusing on style here. I mean we eliminate the white Yeah, we there's you can't win them all, you know. You can't win them all. I've been going with two since I was so young because, like, my birthday falls on the second of the month, and I thought that was, like, the appropriate way to pick your number when I was younger. So I picked two, and after having it for so long, I, like, it felt weird to change it. I was 81 my freshman year here. I was 81. Um, 
Yeah, I was a big host of guy. He just he had just came into the Hawks a couple of years before, and I was a huge fan of Hawks. Okay, like at least that makes sense, right? Like Illinois, Chicago Hawks. Like you know, you're you're kind of online yeah. there, but uh, Frick boys, like you guys pull any pranks or anything funny that goes on with the team? Like I mean, anything anything funny happened this year? Uh, I mean, on our roadies, we do our typical stuff. We we like. We'll, we'll play some games on the bus. We do rookie flips, and rookie we make idol. we make these guys <laughs> sing. Uh, we make them sing if they lose. Katy Perry. Uh, yeah, they. We let's see. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, this one wasn't as much as a prank. Should I tell them about our our house almost got like burned down? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one. We I live with. Uh, Defensive max boss, and then old player who can't play anymore because of concussion, and then another player who's ineligible because the whole PCT experience college thing, and then one other guy who everyone before. So it's like we kind of live in like the hockey house. Like all the guys usually come there, and so one day we were making burgers, and the kid who wasn't on the team had a charcoal grill out. and so it wasn't like catching fire. So I was like, oh yeah, pour some gas on it. Now me. This kid also, like, dropped out, so, like, I mean, he wasn't, like, he didn't have the common sense when I said, uh, oh, yeah, put some gas on it as a joke. He actually did it and then chucked the gas can as it was on fire on our porch, and the whole porch caught in flames. And we're scrambling around, like, trying to clean it up, and, like, we finally, like, I had to fill up a garbage can full of water and, like, put it out. And then after that, all the rookies just got done cleaning Cash's house. So we had them come over and, like, scrub down all, like, the scorch marks on our porch and everything. There you go. Oh, I got, uh... Putting them to work. I remember TP, TP pulled a prank. Uh, he pulled a prank on Ricky. This was another one. We were on our way home. Oh, yeah. From, uh, from a road trip. And, uh, our goalie, Ricky, he's, you know, probably, like, he'll never, like, commit a crime in his life. You know, he's tough. He's looking at me right now. Uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great kid, and uh, our coach decided to be funny to pull a little prank on him. One of our assistant coaches is a, is a police officer, and TP uh, Tux in our group me, and he was like, you know, when we get back to the rink, we need to have a talk. Um, something along the lines of, like, someone was caught on our team. Someone was caught stealing from uh, Kroger. And obviously he was referring to Ricky and uh yeah, like there's security footage, it's like Coach Steve got it. <laughs> yeah, and uh and basically like um uh, when we got there T P was just like he'd be like talk to Ricky and I, I don't know if I was there to see the outcome but all I know is he was like he was, shit, he was shit in his pants. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, like, he definitely would never do anything like that, but still, he's, and he's like... Also, he's also, like, a bigger guy, so, like, it kind of makes sense if anyone's going to steal from a grocery store, it's going to be the big boy on the team. Yeah, that's kind of what we were going with, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of any other that's, funny stuff. Give, I mean, give, I funny me, give me some though. dirt on, like, uh, Penzi, Carrie, Harris... Those UGA boys, oh. we might as well we might as well wrap it up with some some dirt there and get them going. Um. All right. Well, so that's the thing is, so we went to Philly for like this tournament thing, and it's kind of like it's like all the SEC guys. So it was like six guys from our team and then like four or five guys from their team. So it was like Terry, Pens, Harry, um, 
Slash, he graduated, and then uh, Hulk Home, too, I think he graduated. But uh, so we get there, right? And it's really awkward because it's a bunch of guys like you don't really know. Like, also, a little flashback is like right before this, my last game is deep, we played Georgia, and uh, Penn's gave me a concussion. Like first thing in our group chat, I like say he's like talking. I was like, oh yeah, he's like he did it. He touched my last game and sent the picture of him clocking me in the head, and it's just like shit, my bad. So like, it's kind of awkward at first, but then um, then Harry walks in, and I mean like he's just a big douchey guy, and he walks in and tells us the dumbest joke ever. He says, um, so there are two fish in a tank. And the one fish looks at the other fish and says, who's driving? And I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And so then the whole, um, the whole rest of the tournament, like, they came up with, like, uh, like, cause we're mocking all these teams we shouldn't have. Like, we're the SEC, we shouldn't be good at hockey, but it's basically Penn's carrying the team. And uh, so we came up with this theme of, like, we're going to make, like, a 30 for 30, like, what if I told you type thing. And so, uh, we made, uh, we actually had one of the Florida guys, like, make t-shirts with, like, the SEC national champions on it, with, like, uh, on the back, what if I told you, like, 30 and 30. But then the other, like, this isn't even, like, a t-shirt story, this is just, like, I didn't realize how good Penn's was until, like, we played with him. We are in, like, the championship game, and puck drops, like, Harry wins it back to me, and I literally just, like, my whole game plan for the whole tournament was to get the puck to Penn, which is, like, an easy point. And so, like, I just chip it up, and he comes down, 10 seconds in, bar down. Just absolutely rich one. I'm like, okay, well, fuck, like, that's just amazing. Line up for the draw again, same exact play, wins it back, I chip it to him, bar down again. And the kid had, I think, like, like 15, 20 points in, like, five games. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, another biggest joke with like Carrie is, um, I mean, I don't know if you met him or he's the podcast, but like, he is the biggest dad ever. Like, we had to drive like our own minivans to the games and stuff. Like, we didn't have transportation. And so he walks out with, like, shorts, T-shirt tucked in. He's got his, like, little Ray-Bans on his head. And he looks like a total dad. And he just hops in the minivan and he starts driving, and I just kept ripping him on that. <laughs> taking the lead, eh? What's up? He's taking the lead. He's he's just going to be the, the team yeah. leader there, his dad. But, hey, no, fellas, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the stories. I know, uh, I know we might get a little bit of a jab there from those the Georgia guys. But yet again, boys, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend. I know you're on a roadie. Hopefully it's a uh, point night here. At least we can get some funny highlights out of it. But yet again, thanks again. Yeah, yeah thank you for having us. Alrighty, thanks, of course, Cash, Duffy. Jumping on the pod, couple of beauties. I know they were doing it on the road trip, so sorry the audio might not have been perfect, but get over it. Some hilarious stories. I mean, come on. Those are the real beauties of the game, guys doing it because they love it. couple of Illinois boys. Adam, you know what? I wanted to uh, get get your thoughts here. Now we're pretty much in the second half, obviously, but looking at the playoff picture, I mean, how much do you think the standings are really going to change? Like the West, the East, is there anyone who you see who's in currently who you're like, there's no way they're actually making it to the playoffs? Or is there someone who's out that you're like, yeah, I think they'll get in for like, that's, that's pretty confident. Or like, what do you, what do you see in there? Well, like 
the the West is it's like the you pretty much know the top three teams in the Pacific are San Jose or Calgary, San Jose and Vegas. Like those are those are locks, right? Then you go to the Central and it's Nashville, Winnipeg, and then that third one's up for grabs. So then the wild card the wild card's such a mess in the West right now. Like I mean. I think that Vancouver's gonna closer to being a lottery team than they are a, a playoff team at this point. I think that Anaheim is still just gonna continue their free fall. I think like I don't it's so tough right now. Like, I mean, there's so many teams and it's like they're not very good, they're not very good, but they're only a couple points out. I mean, the most plausible answer is Dallas, and I think I'll pick Minnesota to stay in just because I mean they're they're Minnesota and they make the first round of the playoffs every year, but nothing, nothing else going into the East. I mean, Tampa Bay is obviously the one seed, but after that, how many guarantees are there? Like Buffalo and Carolina are four points out of the playoffs and Pittsburgh's the second wildcard team. And I do, I actually do think that the Islanders can sustain their start to this year, just because I mean, it's such a culture change there and a culture shock. And now that guys have, have tasted the winning in the first half of the year, I think that they're even going to pick it up a little more. Um, yeah, I can't see Buffalo or, or Carolina really getting in, though. I think that's a pretty big feat to overcome, especially with Buffalo's conference. Uh, I do like Montreal, though, so I think that the East, I'd say, is more set than the West. A couple of teams that are out that I would love to see get in, obviously, like, okay, if Florida can just, like, if you can string together five games, it almost feels like you're in a playoff spot now. So, like, I'd love to see Florida get in in the East and then Arizona in the West. Like, those are two teams who I'm thinking, like, okay, they're looking out, but yet again, if you get hot at the right time, peak at the right time, you're in a playoff spot. Boom. Yeah. That easy. Um, Arizona I mean, too, so injury riddled. Like, I mean, Darcy Kemper, 6-0-2 in his last eight games. Thank you, Stoon. Sasky. But, <laughs> shit. If you want to see any of these guys play, why don't you check out SeatGeek and use our promo code. SeatGeek is an app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets, so tickets are given a grade based on value. Use our promo code, World Hockey Report, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. So basically, you're paying 2 bucks to go to a game in Florida or Arizona. So Cody's potential playoff teams, you're seeing for 5 bucks. Money in the bank. You can spend that on beer or Skittles, whatever you feel like. Also, quick shout-out, New Energy. They're absolute beauties, and they've got the best sponsors. I mean, come on. Can't argue against Jeannie Bouchard and Nick Kiprios. Both of them are beauties. Adam, college hockey was a wreck this weekend. St. Cloud and UMass go down. Give me give me a, a quick little rundown on the dub. Like, PA also down. Are they actually the number one team in the country? Because I watched them, and they're, they're not a Mem Cup team. For I mean, from my perspective, I don't think they're a Mem Cup team. I'm not really sold on them. Um, the trade they made where, where they got – they basically traded a tw- swap 20-year-olds by – the 20-year-old they traded was 6'4", and the one they got is about 5'9". So it's just like, and how many times in the playoffs do you go, yeah, we need to get smaller? <laughs> like, like that's not that's not really it for me. Um, I don't know, like, Ian Scott's a great goalie, and, and PA, like, 
I'd say that's the toughest place to play in the Western Hockey League. Like, the barn's a complete dump. Just because there's black mold in your dressing room. Yeah, the barn's a complete dump, which basically, like, makes it the hardest place to play because you're like, I don't want to play there. Like, it's hard to play there. Like, your bus gets broken into while you're during, like, yeah. during the game. The boards are shit. The fans scream the whole time. And the glass is, like, way higher. So, yeah, I mean, it's so open, though. I mean, there there is the like the east east division which i guess i'm most closely related to it seems to be set like pa1 and then saskatoon moose in the first round is a 2-3 because after that um oh yeah we got we got to bring up this the the brandon wheat kings we kind of shredded them the other day they uh they didn't they didn't trade stelio mateos at the deadline so our report came out this is from from greg drinnen He's basically like a WHL blogger and he has been for so long that I think a lot of people just feed him stuff. So basically the Weekings had a trade to send Matthäus to, to Brandon to Everett for a player and a couple picks and it, it didn't get done in time. Like, I mean, that's so crazy. And like, how do you mismanage your time that badly where it's like, and like, I think he was notified of the trade is what it said too. Like, I mean, it looks pretty bad for the organization not getting a trade in in time when it pretty much decides you're a big part of your future. Now I'm going to flip this one on you because I saw that too. And I also, did you, did you see the comment? This is the second year in a row. Remember last year, Regina hosting, they were trying yeah. to get a deal done with Everett for Carter Hart at the deadline yeah. and they didn't get one in time. So this is two years in a row that it's Everett. So yet again, is it them that are kind of holding up the process or just not like planned out well enough it's interesting though but yeah no i i mean drinnen's definitely a, a pretty reputable guy for the whl like he's been doing it for long enough like his sort like he's one of those guys you can call reliable based on the fact that like you know if he's saying like oh i've heard it through a source or someone yeah you really don't question yeah you really don't question it so not uh that's i mean Hey, it's junior hockey, right? Guys are yeah. uh, on the move at all times. But I'd say, I'd say, even though PA's the one seed, like in the CHL, which I don't think the West has really had for a while, it's still the most wide open I think I've seen it in a couple of years because nobody really sold the future. Hey, I mean, it, it hurts your team the next year. Look at Swift right now; they're struggling. Regina. Yeah. Tough, tough luck, tough luck. There you go. That's that's another one, though. World Hockey Report. Of course, follow us on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Janner and Adam, just hanging out. It's the boys. Thanks for all the follows, all the support. As always, another week, Adam. Any last words? That's it for me. Have a good one.